you're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. They tell me this weekend is Father's Day. Sportsnet 960, the fan, wants to help thank your old man through a little contest we like to call Famous Dads. All week, Sportsnet 960 will post blurred images of dads from Hollywood and pro sports. Check out our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages to guess the famous dad in the comments for your chance to win a Traeger pellet grill supplied by Trail Appliances. Kind of like a, almost like a smoker kind of thing with the pellets. Uh, Just stop. Uh, go to our website for details, sportsnet.ca slash 960. On the 17th, three days from now, we'll contact our winner, let you know who it is. Trail Appliances. How don't you love Trail Appliances? Family owned and operated for 47 years with barbecues in stock, including Traeger pellet grills. So easy. You buy the bags of pellets and it's got like a little kind of a uh, reservoir. Stop, please. I understand. Don't need to be reminded. You just dump the pellets Stop. in there. Again. Please. Uh, um, tomorrow, hockey, tomorrow, game one, cup final. They're going to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, right. uh, game six, Heat and uh, Wolves, too. There you go. You know, I was looking. I don't know what the – you win a championship. Well, you win – not a championship. You win the, what, conference championship and then move on to the final because mm. that's what the winner of the Wolves-Heat – Series will do. Right, yeah. If the Heat win, they may want to hang out in Chicago for a couple days. What's going on there? Well, tonight, Wolves-Heat. If necessary, tomorrow, Wolves-Heat Game 7. Yeah, and? Day after, new kids on the block. And KOB. Steinberg, let him know about that. You at, get the Rose, at the Rosemont Horizon, because we were talking about it earlier. He's like, what's this? what are we doing? New kids on the 17th and the 18th. So, I mean, so huge, needed two nights. You want to know who else is is, uh, is there with them? So you're not giving me your full attention. You're not. Who else is the, with them? It's, it's the an new NKOB. <laughs> not only is it the new what, kids. NSYNC's there with them? You're very, you're aggravated with me. Salt and Peppa. Okay, I'm a little more excited. I can get him in that, yeah. Rick Astley. No. Never going to give a dude. How are those Never two together? Hip. Rick Astley and Salt and Peppa are touring together. And you should be ashamed of yourself, Salt and Pepper. And I'm not done. On Vogue. Ooh. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never get it. In Vogue. Oh, yeah. That Are song the- was on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's how I first heard it. Really? Yeah. Is that the one? Ah, high heel shoes. That's, is that them? Mm. Yes, I think that's En Vogue as well. Gung, 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 that, uh, that's a banger. We need that some. That is a good jam. Give us some right now. What is, yeah, what is that? Because uh, I feel like that's maybe the only one they got. What do you mean the only one they got? Well, I don't know, En Vogue, I'm not that. Uh, when you were singing was the big one. Talking about. Now it's time for a breakdown. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. But if they lose tonight, then they probably won't hang out until... At the 17th, that's Friday. And gonna... Vogue and Salt and Pepper did What a Man together. Oh, what a mighty good man. That's a banger. A mighty, mighty good man. Mighty, mighty good man. And then, of course, Rick Astley needs no introduction, frankly. Ugh. Why do you hate Rick Astley? That is one of the worst songs ever made, and that music video is the cringiest thing ever produced on Earth in the history of mankind. Well, now which one? Together the Forever? The Rickrolled one. Together Forever? Or the one never used gonna to get... send to people to ruin their day. Got a bad rap, that song. Oh, that that guy was, like, it, everything about it is painful and a reminder of how crappy the 80s were. It's really sad, buddy. It's really sad. Free your mind. That's it. Well done. Thank you, text line. Free your mind. Can Still, we get some of that, please? Let's go. I don't know why no one's... Jeez. Be nice to... Uh, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. The double turn was at the Rosemont. Oh, yeah. Really? Is hey? that right? Double turn at the Rosemont? Yeah, it was. 
When he uh, busted him wide open, yeah, put him in the passed out in the sharpshooter. Sharp Ken Shamrock, guest referee. Ken Shamrock. And yeah. the rest will follow. Yeah. So anyway, here's. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, here's what we got. Uh, here's what I got for you. I was looking this morning because I was, my my thought was, so how do you, how do you build, the Lightning? How do you build the Avalanche? These, regardless of where Tampa Bay finished in the standings at the end of the season, we know what they are. They're elite. They're an elite team. Third Cup final. We've you know underdogs in round one, but okay. Third, third in the Atlantic. Yep. Underdogs in round two. Were they? Well, if they were in round one, they Florida had more points than Toronto. No, no, no. Did. I just mean in, in sports books. Florida did not impress against Washington. We talked about that a yeah. bunch. I feel like um, maybe that wasn't the case, but I know they were slight dogs against Toronto. So then you start to look, well, at the top, you've got Steven Stamkos, first overall, Nathan McKinnon, first overall. Boom, boom. Hedman, Two overall. second overall. You went behind Tavares, same draft. That was a conversation in that series. McCarr. Third overall. Mm -hmm. So you had to go through some growing pains for sure to get these top picks. And then, yeah, you better, you better cash in on them. And I would think with Hedman and Stamkos and McCarr and McKinnon, you, you did just that. Went a little bit deeper. How many first round picks would you think are on? And it's a tough one, but how many first rounders are on the Colorado Avalanche roster? Nachushkin's a high pick. He was, I think, 10 or 11 the Monaghan year. It's cherry-picking a bit because they're not all... Um, I think Taves is not a first round. Taves is a fourth yeah, or a later. second, yeah. Um, I'll walk you through it. Is Kemper one? No. No. Landeskog, Rantman, McKinnon. The entire first, first, first yeah, line. Yeah, that makes sense. First overall, McKinnon. Second overall, Landeskog. Yeah. Tenth overall, Rantman. Kadri was a top 10 pick because that Kadri, was the Berkey uh, Murray conversation on the draft floor that we got to hear. Kadri went seventh. Nachushkin went 10th. Does mean Lobaster? Don't mind that. Burakovsky went 23rd overall. Burakovsky, all right. So their top two lines, depending on how you look at yeah. all first rounders. Um, Andrew Cogliano, first rounder. I guess, yeah. Byram for sure. Bowen, and, and still up front, uh, New Hook, yep. a first round pick. BCHLer. On the blue line. Eric Johnson, first overall. Right. Byram, fourth overall. The other Johnson. Jack Johnson, third overall. Yeah. And if you want to, uh, of course, Kale McCarr, third overall. Yeah. And on their roster, not playing, but is there, Ryan Murray, second overall. Ooh. They have. That was the Yakupov year. They have 12 guys selected in the first round. It's a lot. Of their every night roster. Mm, that's good. And Newhook, I guess, is maybe playing more because of injury, but still, I don't think he's a an asterisk kind of a guy. He's a legit player. And for they him. traded uh, Jost for Sturm. Yeah, and that was another first rounder, I believe. Jost was a Jost was a first rounder. first rounder because yeah. Grandpa was crying in the yeah. crowd. Another Penticton V shoutouts league champs again this year. Now Tampa Bay, they have nine. Stamkos first, Hedman second. McDonough was a first rounder, right? McDonough twelfth. Sergachev ninth. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the Durant swap. Good yep. trade there. Holy Stevie Y. Well yeah. done. Well done. And Sergachev wasn't getting paid yet, and Durant already was. That is an absolute fleecing. And Durant, he was a malcontent. He, was, they made, he said, I'm not going to come back and play. They said, no, no, you're going to come back and play, and then we're going to trade you. And they still got Sergachev. Still got Sergachev. Whew. Uh, Zach Bogosian was a third overall yep, pick. for sure. Cal Foot, 14th overall. Mm, is he playing much? I mean, yes, but to your point, first round. He's playing. Corey Perry. It's Corey Perry. 28th overall. 03, the epic class, right? Riley Nash yep. was a first rounder for the Oilers back in 07. And of course, their netminder, Vasilevsky, a first rounder as well. Nine first rounders on their more or less every night starting roster. And the guy leading them in game winning goals, I think, is a seventh rounder. Yeah, Palat, late. Well, and that's the thing. You you start to go, you know, another level. Well, what about the bargains? Yeah. Well, what about the Kucherov? Yep, second definite, rounder. Definite bargain. Points, Point. Third rounder. Palat. Seventh rounder. Wow. Kalorn, depth pick. Later, yeah. Maroon, depth. Well, that's a, that's an acquisition. That's yeah. not a trade, but yeah. Well, and and uh, in fairness, like Cogliano was a yeah. Burakovsky, those guys, but it's still 
Those it's are- interesting. Now, here's the thing. Like, the Flames did that, too, with, like, they had, like, Warren Reichel and, you know. Oh, I know, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of first-rounders that are no good that you can get. It's just that they have a lot of the good ones on these two teams. It's a lot. And at the top, Stamkos, McKinnon. Of course, McKinnon not the captain, but in many ways. Lannis got two of Two of the mean guys, like. So how do you how do you do it? You'd be bad for a long time, and then no, because a, a lot of those firsts weren't their own. Like all go, I'm saying is, in Colorado terms of, had twelve. How many are homegrown first? Less than half, I'm thinking. Right? Let's like do it again. Landis, Cog, Ranton, and that's four. Um, Byram, Newhook, six, six. Yeah, so it's half. Yeah, but you know, both Johnsons are via trade. Yeah, Cadre's via trade. Um, yeah, like. Nachushkin was for free, basically. That's a theft. These are two very, very strong analytically driven front offices. And like they find they, they, they've bet on skill, these two teams. You love to see it. Now they also haven't ignored your physicality. You'll get Josh Manson at the deadline. You bring in Bogosian and Maroon after the, you know, they got swept with maybe their most skilled team against Columbus in round one. They're they're not soft at all, but they're very skilled as well. This is this is if this is a copycat league and the teams that make the finals are going to help sort of shape what GMs want to do. This is exactly what you want. These are teams that have bet on skill continuously. The only Avalanche players that were brought in before Joe Sakic, we talked about it yesterday, so I kind of looked at. It. There's two players: McKinnon, first overall, 2013; no, Landeskog, no. second overall, 2011. Sakic was the senior advisor in 2011 He's and the executive. Executive VP of Hockey Ops in 2013. So he's been either the GM or in that office. Well, and I would think similarly, like Breezebois is sort of newer to the GM seat, but has been central in that front office Very for a long time. And that's not to take any credit away from Eisenman, but to acknowledge he was in the room and part of a management team that made a lot of smart decisions. 2010. AGM starting in 2010 for... And for when did Stammer go? You had him written down? In? Uh, t- 2008. There you go. So... He- he and Hedman would have been eleven, I think. Am I correct? Or is there no earlier than that? Hedman was 09. Yeah, so that's two guys that were there before. Free spot. Perry in 03. All right, but again, they didn't goat. he's no goat. Can he go three for three and be making the final not win? <sighs> I'd be okay with it. Took our pal like fifteen years to do that. Our pal lose three cups in a row. Oh dear. It's not in a row, but no. the finals appearance in a row. Andrew Cogliano and Jack Johnson can become the 18th and 19th players in NHL history to win their first Stanley Cup after appearing in 1,000 career games. We talked about Bork. Was that Were you part of that, or was that last week when we talked about Ray Bork? That was last week. You forget about... Go, leaves Boston after an unbelievable career. Goes to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Doesn't win. Comes back one more year, runs it back. Colorado brings him back. They win it. Then his final game is as a cup champ. Pump it. 1,612 games played before winning a cup. Andrew Chuck, 1,597. Glenn Wesley, 1,311. It's a lot of hockey. I, I wonder every situation's different, but at some point, I'm guessing all of those guys, as confident as you are and you believe and you can win and all of that, I would think you're confidence is shaken at some point that I've played this long a thousand games and I'm going to leave without getting one Lanny McDonald 1111 before winning in his final game Ray Bork still leads the NHL all time in one category and this was the one blew my mind I dropped on you earlier this year yeah yeah what was it so he will get passed by Alex Ovechkin before uh, Alex retires but he is first in this category. Ovi is two, Yager three, Dion Esposito, Al McInnes, four, five, six. Shots on net. As a D-man. Yeah. That is wild. Like way more shots than... Load him up. Brett Hull, than Wayne Gretzky, Sakic, Iserman. Like, are you kidding me? And I guess you're, you're talking about having another two, three, four, five, six hundred games played. But he's a D-man. But he's a D-man. That is insane to me. And he was the only D-man in that group you brought up, right? Well, McInnes is okay. sixth, but yeah. that's And those are two unicorn-type guys because I believe the rest of the top 30 
Top 25 are all forwards. Hmm. Oh, coffee's in there. So three of the top 25 are D. It's another one of those things about getting old. You think about 2001. It doesn't seem like Ray Bork, Sackick hands him the cup to hoist it. He's the first guy we talked about. What a what a move that was by Sackick. You don't get a lot of chance for Sackick. Yeah, he'd done it before, but Batman, Batman hands you the cup and you don't lift it. You hand it off. Oh, yeah. Right? What a... What an unselfish thing. What a great move by Sackick. That team was so stacked. <sighs> Sackick, Forsberg, Hayduke, Tongay, Drury, Bork, Deadmarsh. Wah. Obviously a net, yeah. yeah. Foot on the back end. Rob Blake. Hall of Famers. Hoo-wee. All over the place. And it does make you wonder, how didn't they win the year before? How, how did you beat that team back then? And that's what that uh, ESPN's got that series coming out. Have you see, did we talk about that? Have you the seen the trailer is unbelievable? Man, the rivalry between the Wings and the Avs. That's why. So you had those two teams, probably the two best teams in the league, hating each other's guts, trying to kill each other in the West Final yeah. or sooner, like every year. And that was also kind of where Dallas made two sneaky trips to the final, beating Buffalo no goal, and then the other one I don't remember. If yeah, I'm correct, for no so goal. Th- there was those two powers and Dallas in the West, and that was just like felt like a decade. That was that was the West. Hmm. Pretty good, man. Getting old. I, I just the, the 2001 Ray Bork. I don't. F- I don't feel like Ray Bork's one of those guys. Oh, way back in the day, Ray Bork. It's like really, it's not that long ago, right? He'd be a great player in the league today with that skill set and that shot oh, and yeah. that ability. He would still be. Pucks to net. Let's go. He'd still be a guy. Kale McCarr is averaging 27 minutes a night this postseason. That's a bit. 27. <laughs> I, d- I read that this morning. So, uh, okay, I guess, I guess I can see that. And there's been a lot of a lot of talk and there's no way it's all subjective and it's all opinion, but BXA brought it up. We've kind of kicked it around just because he's a Calgary kid. And we've talked about him going back to his debut against the flames that postseason. Are we watching? Are we truly, as we talk about Ray Bork, one of the best hall of fame career, are we, are we watching McCarr on his way to being one of the best all time to do it? I think we're looking at like five to ten Hall of Famers in this series, aren't we? Well, yes, but just like, stay on, just on point. Uh, and but but yeah, like it feels like that. I mean, it's really early in his career. That's the horrifying part. This is year three, because year one would have been burnt in the eighteen nineteen season against the Flames in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Two years on his entry level. This is the first year of big money. I think. Like this, this is not so stuff. But again. Similarly, you've got like Adam Fox doing disturbingly crazy things in his first three years too. Yeah, and he's you know is he the best defenseman in this series? Well, there look across. There's Victor Hedman. He's going to the hall. This is an embarrassment of riches in this final. And yeah, McCarr might go down as one of the greatest defensemen ever, and he might not even be the best defenseman in this series, depending how these seven games go. McCarr, the flashier, flashiest of the group. There's a way he does it to to have that ability to skate and make plays. Log 27 a night, and as BXA pointed out, this is not just a guy who's putting up points. This is not a one-dimensional, no. one-sided guy. To see him defend McDavid in that third-round series, like that's impressive stuff. Special. To skate with that guy? Whew. So McCarr threw three rounds, 27.05 on ice average, 22 points in 15 games, one game winner, has one five-point game, yep. and four three-point games. If you like him, he's got him. He's 23. And I've... Not say. He, he, it's the, uh, year two. So he's... There was 9 million from last year. Or no, sorry, it's year one. So he's got only 9 million right. of the 54 so far. So It's I, his first year of I his second contract. I hope he's making out. And again, right. I, the, the playing in the playoffs against Calgary would have burnt year one, if I'm correct. Yeah. 1920. 1819. Yep. Two games, what? Four games against Calgary in round one? Came so, in in game three? No, three games, I guess. Oof. So there's no way to... Because is he better than Bobby Orr? Kelly Rudy brought a buddy of a guy that I played with said he's better than Bobby Orr. You, you, 
You'll spend days, well, weeks, months. Well, I'll tell you months. what. If Kale McCarr can find a time machine, he'll be better than Bobby Orr if he goes and plays in the 70s because th- things have changed. <laughs> Hockey players train differently. They don't do surgeries on knees like they do to Bobby Orr anymore, right? Like, you can't compare eras. I'm sorry. It's and too he's, hard. And he's playing with some incredibly skilled players, but you watch the plays that he makes, those, those goals that he scored this year that were highlight reel, Going back to the point, throws on the brakes, pivots, turns, cuts to the net, in tight roof. The skill level is off the charts, and I'm with you. Adam Fox, is he a better defender? He might be, and Hedman's a stud, and there's a lot of great young defense. But if, if you told me there's no one more exciting that there is not a better defenseman right now of his ilk in the game moving forward, and we are watching Hall of Fame, I would believe I you. I believe it, yeah. And how lucky we are. The kid's 23. Calgary boy. All of it's right in front of us. Brooks, two years at, what, UMass? Then right into the postseason. Okay, they got something here that's uh, more than good. I remember taking some heat because I said, this guy's going to win some Norris. And, you know, Val, Val, Val Mackey's a really nice prospect. He can be good, too. I was wrong to this point. Mm. It's like, oh, really? So Makar's just way better than Val Mackey? Yeah, I think I'm okay with that take now. Fan feedback line is open. Jost was a second rounder. Nope, he was a first rounder. Tenth overall, 2016. Why, that why, grandpa was crying. Why text in? I mean, well, like, what? Just to get it wrong? What about Eric Johnson, Boomer? Yep, yeah, we said him. it. Both yep. Johnsons. Both Johnsons were first rounders. Kucherov went one pick after Tyler. Yeah, we know. We, after, just don't, we don't bring it up. Tyler Willerspoon. 2010. I went looking. I do. I, you know how I love looking at the drafts and stuff. I, I did that this morning. Don't. It's like so, Kucherov. How did we? How did you? I mean, second round. It's still you're still a high pick. Now I'll say this: it was the time that was probably like close to peak flight risk for the KHL. Because mm-hmm. that's when the ruble was strong. Guys are getting huge dough in the K. You were worried about guys coming over because they could make three, four, five million in Russia, and how? why would I come over for entry level? Um, 2011 draft, 58th overall. Yeah, so like that was that was the time where the KHL was maybe its biggest threat to the NHL because of the, the earning power that it had. It's not really the case anymore because the currency's collapsed completely yeah. and Russia's a cluster bleep, but yeah. And he would have been we. I mean, he's we now, but... At 5'9", 5'10", 160, 70 pounds, plus flight risk, all of this. Yeah. And in 2011, because, okay, so we played eight games in the K with CSKA Moscow. He had two assists in eight games and then played for the Junior Red Army team, 29 goals, 54 points in 53 games. Okay, that's that's pretty good. But does he 128 points? 40 goals? 41 goals? If you redo that draft, it's three guys that probably aren't even in the first round that would go one, two, three, you could argue. I mean, John Gibson had a whale of a career thus far, rough couple of years. Kucherov, Johnny Gaudreau. Sure. Dougie Hamilton's in there. Landeskog's in there. Huberto's in there. Shifley's Abinajad. JT Miller. Then he comes over. And, and you would want because you talk about flight risks. If you you come over, if this is if we're serious, if you're playing, come over. Comes to the queue in in 12-13, plays six games for the Quebec Rampart. So this is after he's drafted, he yeah. comes over. This All is right. two years later. Wow, geez. Or I guess the next year. 12-13, he was drafted in eleven. So 12-13. Quebec, six games, ten points. The Rouen Noranda Huskies, 27 games, 26 goals, 53 points. Okay. All right. Went to the playoffs that year with the Huskies, 24 points in 14 games. That's good, yeah. Next year, 52 games with the Lightning. You're in. Welcome to the league, son. What's your what's what's your ring finger size? Hmm, not right, take not, a while. Not right away. Take it's a gonna, while. Gonna take a while. The the the, the Eastern Conference final they just won was their sixth in eight years for all the talk about dynasty there was a lot of talk about these guys can't get it done prior to the bubble and was it a 
steep learning curve for a young Nikita Kucherov. Rookie year, 52 games, nine goals, nine assists. He split time with the A that year. He that year was 20. Next year is a 21-year-old, 29 goals, and really hasn't looked back. This year he had in 47 games, he had 25. Let's assume if he played not 47, but played 82, he's going to top 30. Let's just kind of go there. I think we're you all probably on board. say top 40, yeah. So rookie, essentially, rookie year, nine goals, then 29 and never looked back. 30, 40, 39, 41, 33 in 68 games. And then 25 this year. From a second round pick. That's how you do it right there. <laughs> Adnan Verk, when we come back, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Eric Francis, every, uh, every Monday at noon. Yeah, except when it's Tuesdays. Yeah. Except when it's Tuesday. But usually Mondays. Gets into it. Brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bred racing back at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino every Tuesday and Saturday. Post time, 2.15 p.m. Visit hpibet.com for more info. Uh, and I mentioned Eric Francis uh, because just moments ago on his Twitter account with some uh, sad news, Eric's tweet, it is with a heavy heart we report legendary Flames trainer Jim Bearcat Murray has passed away at the age of 89. Uh, kind of a, the Okotoks, a local legend. legend. I had no idea he was 89 that was he was a the sp- energy of a twenty six oh, year old man. That's a spry dude for eighty nine. He was at a, you'd see him in you'd go to the Sutter Fund event in Red Deer. He's there. You go to charity golf events. He's there. The old pot liquor himself, that's as he right. uh, as he would say, but much beloved. And any time you talk to the eighty nine team, you talk to Peter Marr. It was he was right in the thick of it. And I don't. I know that's not the case. Certainly anymore. The trainers are much beloved and, and valued in that. In today's game, but Bearcat was thick as thieves. He was. Oh yeah. Right he was running mix. with with everybody, uh, just side by side, shoulder to shoulder. Well, you think about the job of trainer when you got those Battle of Albertas the way they were going with Edmonton. That's the most important guy on the bench in a oh, lot yeah. of ways. So sad news as uh, ah. Bearcat has passed away. You never, uh, you never missed him. He, he, he was. Uh, he'd fill the room. Everyone loved him. Oh yeah, he was center of attention and in such a positive way. Always super high energy, funny, engaging, great storyteller. Yeah. You were not having a serious conversation when Bearcat was was around. Oh, having some fun. So how are you? Oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Not not many of those. Looks like this weather will clear up in a few days. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad, man. That is too bad. Uh, Tommy Wielden Jr., 905. Yeah, it's coming up. They're uh, traveling today. You going to ask them about uh, top, of the ta- top of the table? Well, I don't want to curse anything, but they're I know. five wins and a draw in their last six league games. They roll them. They got two games in That's hand great. on Pacific, one back. There you go. Oh, no, no, no. Because we got Adnan, right? Oh, we got to okay. get the first. Okay. Uh, sorry, Adnan. Uh, oh, get, getting to you. Appreciate you. How are you today? I'm doing great, boys. I'm so glad I was able to. Uh, actually, I'm not that glad. I made it back from San Diego. Let's be honest. I wish I was still stuck there. You know, just pretending that I'm quarantining or something. How about this for a travel story? Early flight back from San Diego, three hours we sat in the tarmac. And it was unbelievable. The reason why was low fog. Um, you know, there was too many terminals backed up. So I just went to bed. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to sleep. And I remember hearing a couple of points of uproar. And after I was awake and we had taken off, I asked him what happened. And he said that. Two people left the plane. Like, they just couldn't keep waiting. Like, I'm out of here. And then people started booing. They started getting, like, booing and hissing and getting angry. And those people left the plane. So, had, Anyways, did, I get to Chicago. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, did they back away from the, like, the terminal? How do you get off if you're jumping off? What are you doing there? Yeah. That's my understanding. I guess we must have backed away, and then we're in position to take off at haven't. So I guess the effort to go back to the terminal to let those people off, people were just outraged. But I just slept through. Like, I mean, listen, I didn't sleep much the night before. I'm a power sleeper. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to sleep this thing off. Yeah. We get to Chicago. I'm so upset because I missed the time to connect with Will Nault, yeah. of course. So I'm messaging him. I'm like, listen, I don't know how we're going to do this. I'm like, can we push this tomorrow? Okay. I'm running through the Chicago terminal. I'm not that guy running through. I'm like, I got to make the connection. I get there. I'm supposed to be like, say, a 2.30 flight. 
and now it's 5 o'clock. They go, you can hop on the 5.50 standby. We've already booked you in the 7.30. It's your choice. I want to get home as soon as possible. Like, okay, if you get the 5.50, you'll lose the first class seat. I said, okay. She goes, really? She goes, you're okay with that? I go, she goes, to be clear, sir, 5.50, no first class. 7.30, first class. You can't wait an hour 40 in Chicago, eat some deep dish yeah. just to get those hot, wet towels, enjoy a little. And I said, I got to get home. She's like, okay, well, I applaud the effort. Thank God no middle seat. It ended up being an aisle seat, 36C. All was well and good in the end. 36C. I don't think I could have done that. I think I'd be. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're doing. You're posting up with some deep dish. Nah, babe. You're enjoying first class. Is there no earlier flight? Like maybe like a 550? I no, asked. No, yeah, no. no they no, they said jammed. they couldn't do anything. No, yeah. I'd love to. Love to get home, babe. Help put the kids to bed, but. Sorry. You know how much this means to me. If there was a way, I'd do it. Oh, I'm so tired. Been on the road forever. I, can't, I miss you, too. I was really hoping yeah, to get another home Another round, tonight. please. And I bet you would. <laughs> I bet you would have been tired after being on the beach getting bombed all week, because that's what it sounded like last week you were doing. Maybe. Oh, it was ridiculous. I mean, people were like, oh, man, it must be a tough job. I'm sorry. What part of tough do you mean? The fact that I just, I ate so many fish tacos. I had gills in the back of my head. Mm. I mean, I went. Uh, I was in San Diego for 40 hours and went to two beaches. Amazing. I, I land, bam, Balboa Park, which is a nice little area yes. to walk around. Yeah. Boom, we're in Coronado. Yeah, Coronado, amazing. Wow. Went and watched the Mets-Padres game, which last week, Pinder, you were with us. I told Boomer and Matty Rose, the game I went to the night before the game I called, there was a fight. Okay, that happened to the game. Not often between two 10-year-olds. Oh. Unbelievable. Like, so were you disappointed that uh, that wasn't you didn't get to call it? If or would you think your cameras would have caught it? <laughs> well, listen. In case anyone missed this, with the media pass, you can sit anywhere, right? So I just go sit wherever there's open seats. So me and my buddy Kevin Dill, the researcher, I run the 200 level. Fine. We go to the left field bleacher. Sure. Move to the right field. I just keep moving around, right? Why not? I got the media pass, open seats. Guy recognizes me from Montana, originally from San Diego, sportscaster in Montana. There were a the couple of kids. Says hello, Brian. I said, all right, great. I look over and two kids are just fighting. And I go, hang on a I said at first it was like kind of a friendly squabble. I right? put a little arm wrestling team because you know, they're dropping haymakers. And a guy is recording it right in front of them. Then the woman comes down. I mean, it felt like an attorney, but it probably took 10 seconds. Woman comes down, grabs her son, and scolds the guy. Like she says, I'm scolding you. Like, how dare you? How dare you record this? And he's like, it's not my kids. I don't care. <laughs> he could not have been more flippant about it. And I grabbed, and I kept, I told Boomer last week, I go, should I have, inter- should I have intervened? I could have been on sports and I'm the guy playing the pacifist or it would have looked like I'm, I'm uh, unnecessary. Third man in like, get out of here, man. None of your business. Go home, Burke. No, you'd go in there to help out. And then the kid would lose his balance and it would look like you're elbowing the kid over two, three rows of stairs. And then you're in handcuffs and just keep your nose out of it. That's what you do. It's good parenting. <laughs> good parent. But how about the fact, like where, where do you rank a guy recording two kids fighting on his iPhone? For sure, entertainment. Like, that's the equivalent of human cockfighting. That's not good. Not ideal. I had a better experience at Angel <laughs> Stadium just a few days later against the same Mets, Burke. Took my boys to their first major oh, yeah. game at uh, Angel Stadium. Oh, dude, I, I like that park. I don't think it's great, but I like it. I yeah. like the big A. I mean, beautiful back to Orange County. I mean, it's sunny. It's Los Angeles. It's not the understand, but it's nice. It's a great spot for the, for the Pinder boys. So the day after Mike Trout returned from injury, hit two home runs, Shohei went deep, and someone hit for the cycle. The day after. Ah. Oh. <laughs> As they often say in life, timing is everything. But hopefully, did the boys have a couple of churros? Those are always a big hit at the They big got day. rope hats. They got, it, was, it was a free hat day. So they're very excited. They're wearing the hats with pride okay. to school today. Yeah, yeah. And then they got into a fist fight. No, I, and it's look, all over I was YouTube. filming, but it was, it was for this <laughs> counseling thing I'm doing. And, be a better parent. It, it was very different than your situation. Six. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to story. hear it. I wish I wish you'd been. The, I, I wish you'd brought some better mojo before Joe Madden had to walk the plank. You know, I love Joe Madden. Unbelievable guy. Great storyteller. Unfortunately, loses his job. Phil Nevin comes in. The team still is badly flawed. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Angels. But this is this is a concerning situation. It's better for the sport when Trout and Otani are going to make a deeper in the yeah. playoffs. And the AL is fairly lousy. Let's be honest. So, I mean, I think they're like two and a half games out of the, of the third wild card spot. But still, freshman to see like a 14-game losing streak. That's an abomination. Yeah, they lost 15 and 16 when we went for the exits there, I believe. That's just awful. And uh, here's the thing I read yesterday. Joe Madden was ready to shave his hair into a mohawk, and they fired him right before he could do it. The Angels stole that from us. Mohawk Joe Madden. 
Listen, that's one of the best things about Joe is he knows the pulse and the temperature of his team. When things are going bad, he's like, you know what, we'll shake this thing up. And that is not completely shocking to me. Many things would shock me. But I'm like, yeah, I could totally see Joe going, you know, we're going to reverse the juju here. I will get a mohawk. Like, not even a full hawk. I will go full mohawk. The fact that he's willing to do that shows that he needs to get a job back in a dugout as soon as possible. So how the uh, the ballpark in San Diego? Where, where, oh, it's so good. Where do you put it, uh, rank it in uh, Major League Parks? Phenomenal. I've got it. I mean, listen, it's, it's a borderline top five park. Fenway and Wrigley, to me, are their own special classification. Just because they're so damn old, they're just relics when you're there, and you can really feel the, the history of the entire thing. But after that, I'm going Camden Yards, I love, in Baltimore. San Francisco's park, or the hell it's called now, Oracle. The one that everyone says is incredible and I've never been to because the team stinks is Pittsburgh. I've got to get to PNC. I want to see the Clemente Bridge. But it's a seven-hour drive for me, and the team blows. Mm. So most people would say Pittsburgh top five, but I'm going to say Petco is five. How about that? Wrigley, Fenway, Camden Yards, uh, San Francisco Oracle Park, and Petco Park. Great backdrop of downtown San Diego. It's always 70 and sunny. Good crowd. The fact it's now just a, a one-sport town. Yeah. I mean, they're sneaky, passionate fans. The, 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 the Padres were third in attendance last year. They're fourth this year. Yeah. So I think Petco's pretty strong, very underrated part. Well, and, and they were so bad for so long. They're finally spending money and have got a talented team. People are excited about it. It used to be like, wow, look at this amazing park that 13,000 people are sitting in. Gross. And they've got those warehouse buildings that they've incorporated into left field and right field. And there's that knoll beyond center field behind yeah. the gates where you can sit for free and your kids can play around on the grass. You can watch a baseball game without paying. You nailed it. You had me at Grassy Knoll, and a rare time we're go. not talking about JFK. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you go out there, you're obviously right, right behind right field's incredible. The Tony Gwynn statue. Who doesn't love Mr. Padre? And then you sit on the Grassy Knoll, you get some blankets, you get some towels, and Pinder's absolutely right. And this isn't like an obstructed view. On the way out, that's exactly how me and my friend walked out. I go, you could absolutely sit here and watch a game for free, and it would not be, at least a few innings. Why not? It's amazing. The year of the NHL draft was in Pittsburgh. On it's either the Wednesday or the Thursday. The league usually does something for the media. They'll have a happy hour, a little kind of uh, finger food and uh, some drinks for a period of time, and then they shut the bar down, and then you got to pay again. What they did in Pittsburgh is they bought tickets for all the media to go to the Pirates game, and the section nice. and the section they put the media in was the all you can eat and drink oh section uh, in in right field. I remember going. I don't remember leaving. But while what I do recall, <laughs> it is a fantastic. Jeez. It's a fantastic park, and I remember that. Yeah, what I do remember is the uh, the walk home over the bridge back to the West End was a lot longer than it was going there. So th- that would be my advice if you're going to go get all tanked up, uh, uh, you know, plan accordingly <laughs> for trying to get home across that bridge. But no, it's it is it it feels it feels tiny compared to some of the big monster stadiums that are out there. How long was the walk? A two. You, you forgot, obviously, on the way home, you're a little bit sluggish. Yeah, yeah. But the walk across the bridge, how a 10-minute walk, how long is that? Maybe, maybe a little more than that, but it, it, you don't even notice it because oh. you're, you're looking at everything. You're going across the water. Heinz Field is there. PNC Park is there. It's mm. the energy and all of that. It's, it's tremendous. But, yeah, the, the team stinks. How many, uh, while we're at it, how many parks <laughs> yeah. have we been to? Have you done the math? I Randomly, this came up in a group chat like a week ago. Otherwise, I would have forgot. I'm at 10 Adnan, you got to be close to knocking them all off, I think. Yeah, I haven't looked them up. The ones that I know specifically that I haven't been to that stand out to me are Safeco. Never been to Seattle. Oh, it's amazing. That's, a, been that's to a top five for me. Yeah. I know. I hear, I hear Safeco is beautiful. I would have put Safeco higher up because if I'd been there. Uh, Coors, I've been to Denver. Never actually been to Coors and Pittsburgh. Those are the three that really stand out to me. And, of course, the newer parks, the new one in Atlanta, new one in Texas. Texas, yeah. Oh, there you go. And uh, okay, there, boom! You're you're making a list. You're humming here. Uh, Fenway, Wrigley, Yankee Stadium, Philadelphia, Seattle, Toronto, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium, Anaheim, and Chase Field in Phoenix. Off the top of my head, there you there, go. Yeah. Bet. And new and old Yankee, That's pretty good. Just old, just new, just new. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, and City Field, the new, the new whatever it is. Yeah. The new, that's what it is, yeah. right? The new City Field. There you go. I like City Field. Looks like Ebbets Field from the outside. Pretty good. I'm surprised we made the Chase Field. I've never been to Arizona. I'm not, at least not Chase Field. I went to, uh, I was there years ago. Remember when the Coyotes, this is not a remember when conversations happens all the time. Remember when the Coyotes were rumored to be going to Atlanta, uh, to Hamilton? Jim Balsilli. That's right. Yeah. So Makeit7.com. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. So the score sent me there. I was like covering the hearings. I go, what a job. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're in Arizona. You're going to D-backs game? No. Are you there for a Suns game? Uh, no. Oh, Coyotes game. No, no, I'm, I'm covering a courtroom hearing because apparently a team might be going to Canada. Oh, congratulations. There's a Hooters down the street. Enjoy. Well, and so the reason you'd, you would go to Arizona from here is that there are only so many direct flights in our awful six months of winter where you can escape to good weather. And one day Arizona, Phoenix is, is a popular one. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So all the Albertans head down there. I do like the area. It's beautiful. Everyone says it's so hot, but it's dry heat, especially if you're going in during, you know, Calgary winter. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's like a dry cold here. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. Yeah. So uh, any first-class flights this week? Any foot rubs on a 747? <laughs> What's happening? Now, as you guys know, what happens is once you get a little taste of it, you become an egomaniac. So the fact that I'm now back in the studio <laughs> and, and I'm not being pampered, I'm not getting first class service. Like already, I can feel the arrogance coming out. A little bit of, little bit of feeling yourself now because like, hey guys, can, can I get a fresh bottle of water here? What? Like, come on. Yeah. I guys. can't just go get a bottle of water. I'm doing a two hour show. Help me out here, dude. Where's my warm towel? That's I'm right. on in ten minutes. I'm sorry to hear that. Just <laughs> scream at a few interns. You'll feel better. Yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> it is impressive though the self awareness because usually those people are the least self aware. Yeah, the the really egomaniacs like this that you right. acknowledge that you're you're dealing with this. That's very very uh, introspective. Yeah, I, I can tell because I'm walking around the office and I'm like, oh man, big man on campus. Wow, look at you calling a big game there. Padres Mets called the Yankees in the week before. And, oh, and now you're just doing updates. Huh. Hmm. That must be tough for your massive ego. I'm like, yeah, it is. Now that you mentioned it. Thanks. You should be calling Dodgers Angels tonight on Sportsnet 1 at 8 p.m. See a freeway series. <laughs> That's that is marquee Verk matchup tonight. Yeah. I'm a, I'll just do my basement pinner. I'll just I'll pretend that I'm actually broadcasting to somebody. Just stand sharp, keeping those reps going. I'm ready if you need me. There you go. Thanks, Adnan. Good chatting, buddy. Have a good week. All right, good baseball talk, boys. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. There he is, Adnan Verk, our baseball insider. Thank goodness we have an insider uh, to get deep into the baseball talk like that. Uh, Sportsnet today is coming up tonight. Blue Jays, Orioles, tonight, today. 5 o'clock. No join in progress. 5 o'clock, it's Kikuchi, Kikuchi. and Lyles. Jordan Lyles. Kikuchi wants to, you know, figure it out. This is not the day I'm taking the Jays minus two. No, you're not. I mean, yeah. you could. It's just I'm going to wait for a different pitching matchup. Time for what you want to talk about, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Nine sixty nine sixty. We take our time here. We got some good ones. We got some good ones. Are you sure? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy's got nine thirty, so we were gonna do nine thirty five. Moved him up. We'll do, we'll get him out on time. Don't All right. Uh, Dumas, who would win in a fight between a short armed T Rex and a long armed Rhett Warner? Oh, gotta be a T Rex. Despite the reach. Despite mm. the uh, the bit, the, he's got the teeth. Yeah, and I feel like it's not about reach with the T-Rex. That's yeah. not the first move here. That's like the fourth or fifth on the list of weapons, those talons. Yeah. He's going in with that, that mouth. He's yeah. Swinging that tail around, take yeah. all your legs. Yeah. Them legs, like even the legs got bigger claws too. You know? The thing about it is too, Red has long arms, but those arms are attached to his junky shoulders that he bitches about all the time. So yeah, you can, you can reach, but he takes one or two swings. Those are, the shoulders pop out. He's a sitting duck. Unless the sound of whining about your shoulders would like paralyze the T Rex for some reason. <laughs> like then he's in big trouble. Yeah. I got no cartilage left in my shoulder. I gotta get some uh, stem cells. Oh, I slept wrong on my shoulder. <laughs> oh, whoa, look at this. Look at this. It's a secret move. He's deafening the T Rex with Rhett, whining Rhett about his shoulder. Whining was the other mass extinction of it. Yeah, that's, yeah right. that's right. Hey, guys. Went to Winnipeg on the weekend. Went to the Bomber game. That stadium is amazing. Yeah, I've heard that. I've not been. <sighs> we need a good stadium. Regina, great stadium. Yeah. Winnipeg, draw well. Great stadium. Draw well. Sounds like Hamilton. Ottawa, they got a new one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stadium. They've been drawing relatively well. Now, Toronto's a great stadium. Mm. There we go. It's a great soccer stadium. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Red has a tail? Well, no, no, it'd be the other. Uh... That's right. Grow a tail. Well, you're uh, dropping those in today. All oh, Boomer missed at the 36C. Settle down. 
Just didn't bring attention to it. Calm yourself. Uh, played all of my minor hockey in the Jim Bearcat Murray Arena in Okotoks. Uh, yeah, for, if you just tuned Rest in. in peace. Uh, Bearcat Murray passing away this morning. So that's sad news, man. It's no good. Um, well, and we talked about it earlier about uh, getting into the radishes. Yeah. Radish with butter, salt, and pepper, game changer. Radishes roasted with garlic and butter are delicious. Roasted radishes. Well, and I, you know mm-hmm. what? Because we talked about radishes, it feels like so it's a root, ve- you know, it's a root vegetable. Not all vegetables, you don't need to eat all of them. Like some of them you can kind of just discard. So these are very, carrots, very good. The rutabaga, not bad. The radish, get out of here. Rutabaga. And I'll tell you what, they are selling you a, a bill of goods with these radishes. Here's what a, a bird lamp. Apparently. The radish can do for you. Ten things. Help prevent cancer. That's a good one. That's a good start. Fill you up one calorie per radish. No fat, virtually no carbs, and a good source of vitamin C. Mm. Wipe out fungus. Have you got any uh, fungus going on in your uh, your tract? I'm in Montreal stag this weekend. That's that right. Could be. Improve the look of your skin. Uh, there's some vitamin C, some zinc, and phosphorus to help fight off that dryness, acne, and rashes. They keep you hydrated. They apparently support a healthy heart. Keep your digestive system moving, lower blood pressure, detoxify your blood, boost immunity. I'm gonna start eating radishes. You know what they got? Don't like they got a they got too many radishes. They're trying to That's just big radish selling you. It is. It's big radish. <laughs> That's right. It's a couple days of big drops. It is. <laughs> what was it yesterday? Uh big liver. <laughs> it was big liver. <laughs> uh I haven't heard enough about Duncan Keith the last couple of days in the station. Let's talk about him while we're on the topic of dinosaurs. No, he's not extinct yet. Hang on. Right, there it is. Yeah. One more year, five and a half. Uh, you guys have been talking about Jack Johnson how many times today? Still no song. I was a healthy scratch. I don't want to do it because it gets in my head and it's a. There's it's more, we got a full series it to get worms, into Jack Johnson. Worms its way in and I can't get out. If I win the smoker. Can Pinder help me set it up? He would have tons of experience with that smoker that he won, right? Still raw, apparently. I was fine with it until you continually brought it up, and then I realized I'm getting screwed here. What's that, the Traeger pellet grill? Yes. Trail appliance? All right. Mm-hmm. Is Makar the greatest player from Calgary? Uh, active, he's got Is Barry be. Brust a Calgary native? No, he's from uh, Manitoba. Swan Hills? Right. I was just saying, Brent Cron, Manitoban. Only 20 minutes in the league, but a pretty good 20. He allowed three goals. Might be. Gotta be. Might be. They got uh, two Calgarians on that team. What, uh, the LOC? Logan O'Connor. Former Glen Lake Hawk. Let's go. Can you imagine if Michael Stone had played 1,500 games, he would be leading in all-time shots? Ray Bork who, am I right? No, no, no. Michael Guys? Stone's just aging like a fine wine. He's coming into his prime here. He's going full Mark Giordano. He's going to be a 35-year-old Norris. Now people are firing in other names. What about Braden Point? What about Wes Walls? Points on the team. Walls, not so sure. On the best Calgary Calgarians? Uh, they, they used to do this by province, I think, on, on one of the publications. They'd make teams every year. And it's like, there's always a few guys like who who can claim them. Like Taylor Hall grew up here, but then went through the OHL. Yeah. So I, like, he's probably not considered a Calgary guy, but did, did have some Calgary, you know, like I think right now is probably the best time for Calgary hockey. If you got Makar. So you go Vernon and net. Uh, yeah. Makar in the blue line. Thomas Hickey. Jason Smith. He was a Jason solid defense. Huh? There's your Mike Captain. Green. Mike Green. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Green. Lots of points. We're going to have to work on our, you know, Vernon's going to see some shots. That's all right. He's a volume guy. Um, Danny Heatley. Get a 50-goal guy. What? Heater. 15-07. Mike Rogers for depth. Oh, Rogers. Rogers score. for depth. Rogers for 50 no, a he's year. He's a front-line guy. Pay some respect. That's Second right. line center. Oh, behind who? Oh, I guess I don't have a top line. He's the number right one center. He has to be the number yeah. one center. Yeah. yeah. 
Will, William Nealander was born here because old man when yeah. he was, yeah, he was not yeah, doing yeah. the Houdini act. Robert Nielsen was born here. <laughs> what about Jordan Eberle? Eberle. Yeah, Jordan Eberle. Yeah. We got Tim Hunter, boys. We're good. That's our tough guy. Braden Coburn on the back end. Brad Sopel. Austin Wagner. Jay Beagle, fourth line center. Jim Babes. Benning, four times three. <laughs> Come on. It's a it's Josh a, Morrissey on the back end, yeah, Matt for Dumba. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumba, indeed. There's your top pair. Yeah, right after McCarr, I guess. See, there you go. That's a uh, good team. At nine oh six, we get into this. That's good. Jeff Tambellini, Tamby, Jay Beagle. We mentioned Biggs. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. Nolan Baumgartner, Tyler Myers. I'm always see American. He's from Texas. And Is he counting? DeWinton. Yeah, he moved to DeWinton when he was like 12, I think. Played uh, Bow Valley. Mike Civic will always be our linesman. I guess so. Didn't he work here on you? Uh, tomorrow on the show, being a Wednesday, we will have Dave Dickinson join us. Dickie. That's right. Going to ask some hard questions tomorrow. Yeah. I hope he's ready. Because we're not taking... You know, give me a sneak peek. We're or? looking... We need answers on this quarterback situation. It took, oh, what, dear. three quarters, three and a half before the... Uh, both quarterbacks. Game one. Injury. <sighs> you know, if you're saying half a quarter, you're going to say nah. eighth. How many eighths of the game? Nine. Nope. And beyond that, I don't know what else we're doing tomorrow. Probably revisiting this Calgary thing. No, this has we, really got we, some legs. We booked a guess for tomorrow, believe it or not. What? Yes. Dumas? Yeah, well, uh, Greg Wyshynski. How about that, ESPN? Mm-hmm. Big time. Very Probably, nice. I would guess, from the scene of the final Denver. 8.05. How about that? That's awesome. Look at that guy over there, hey? Doing I his job. Haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, we don't talk about soccer for an hour. Look at the work he gets done. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about soccer now, though. Oh, what are they talking about? Not soccer? <laughs> Boring. Uh, Sportsnet today coming up. Jeff Merrick show. Big show, Flames talk, football talk. No, the unnamed football show. Orioles at Blue Jays at five. That's what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Your experts in automatic door service, repairs, and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. See you tomorrow, buddies.